Hello and welcome back to another video on this channel. Today we are indeed going to be doing a double upload and as you have seen in the previous video we um, discussed or did at least an introduction in it to the civilian's guide or the civilian's handbook kind of idea series we're doing and today we're going to be starting off with our first uh, topic or our first kind of discussion and this discussion is the importance of asking the right question. Now this might seem deceptively simple. You're like, well, why is this so important? Obviously, questions are just questions. And especially in the modern world, we always are asked or we're always told to ask open ended questions, which which kind of are meant to open up a wide range of possibilities instead of just a single yes or no answer. But today in this video, what we're going to be doing is analyzing the nature of a question to show that a lot of times we are we are led by um, certain influencers or certain people or certain tech companies or even just we fall into the trap of using questions to lead someone else down a certain path even if it's un unintentional in the sense that oftentimes we're asked simple questions and we think well that that question is just so simple surely the answer is x or it has to be this but in reality the nature of the question is 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 phrased in in such a way that when we actually look at it, when we actually analyze a question, we soon notice that it is not is not as simple as we thought it is. And in some situations, the question predicates or in some sense leads to the answer, even though it appears to be open ended. So as a result, today, we're going to be talking about the need for us to an answer or ask the right question. And when we're answering a question, we must first look at the question and say, well, is it as simple as we do? So first of all, a very simple question or a simple illustration uh, to discuss or to illustrate what I mean when we say we must ask the right question. In, in, in philosophy or um, theology, a very simple or the most common question you see in the apologetic scheme is, does God exist? Now you might think, well, does God exist? Surely that's a very simple question. The theists are going to say, well, yes, God exists. The atheists are going to say, well, no, God does not exist. And then you ask a Christian, they're going to say yes. The Muslim's also going to say yes. Oh, they're all giving the same answer to the same question. And that might seem like a very reasonable answer. But the truth is, the answer is actually very different. When you ask, does God exist? An atheist may also say God exists, but not using exists or God in the same way. They may say God is the representation of the moral structure of a society. For example, a person called Shigalov in Demons by Dostoevsky, I think it's Shigalov. I, I think it is him, it basically says there is no country without its God. That means a knowledge of good and evil. To him, if you ask that character, the character would say, yes, God exists, even if they don't believe in the existence of a transcendent metaphysical being. In the same way, when you ask a Muslim, does God exist, and ask a Christian, does God exist, their answers are actually different, even though they both say yes, because what they view as God is different. The Muslim God is different from the Christian God. They, the, when, when the Christian says, yes, God exists and say, well, the holy book is true. They're talking about a single or certain conception about God, whereas the Muslim has a different conception about God. So their answers of yes to each question, although technically are the same word, are actually very different yeses. Because when they say, yes, God exists, they're affirming a different God. For example, they're saying, well, is Josh in, in Harrow or is Josh in Hong Kong right now? You may say, well, yes, that's obvious. But in reality, it's actually very different. Why? Well, because which Josh are you referring to? Some Josh, a good friend of mine, who's also called Josh, went to UK. And if you say, well, is Josh in Hong Kong? Well, and you're referring to that Josh, the answer is clearly no. 
But then at the same time, is Josh in Hong Kong and you're referring to me? The answer is clearly yes. So what we can see very quickly is that over these such a simple question, what we notice is that they can be they can be made or actually uh, occur or be formulated into a very difficult or very complex way. And as you can see here, by just using these questions in a kind of deceptively simple way, you can soon twist an argument to support your own opinions. And that's something we always have to watch out about because it's very easy for us to start answering these questions very simply. And then before you know it, the opposition or the other person has leaded you down a rabbit hole to reach a conclusion where you're like, well, how on earth did we get to this place in the first in the first situation? And that's something which is very, very important for us to keep in mind. And that's exactly why it's so important to ask the right questions. And perhaps to illustrate even further, let's take abortion as as a case, and I'm not going to be in this video arguing for or against abortion, but rather oftentimes we ask, well, or we hear the question, should a woman have rights over her own body in this situation of abortion? But that clearly is not the correct question, because the answer could be very simple and say, well, yes, of course a woman should have rights over her own body. Even, even the most anti-abortionist person may still believe that women should have a right over her own body. But that kind of skips the entire question about abortion because abortion isn't about, well, what should the woman have a right over her own body all the time, but rather it is so much more nuanced than just that. There are situations where like you're like, well, is the fetus even part of the woman's body? Just because something is within something, it doesn't mean you're part of it. I'm I'm within my house. I wouldn't say I'm materialistically part of the house. You don't touch the wall and you're like, oh, you're touching Josh Yan. I mean, that's not the case. So it seems very clear that, well, there are so many tiny hidden questions within a big question, which can lead you to a very unfortunate situation. Because if you were just debating it with a feminist and you're like, well, surely a woman should have a right over her own body. The moment you could, you say, well, yes, that seems reasonable. She could then say, well, I've just won the debate. When in fact, you could say, well, wait a second. Yes, a woman should have a right over her own body, but you haven't asked the correct question to lead to the certain conclusion. Your question when you say, should a woman have their right over their own body is not tied in to abortion in the way that you think it is. So even if they are well-meaning in their question, their formulation of the question could have deceived themselves into thinking a certain way. And in some sense, the answers, people's answers to a question can also mean or or betray or illustrate the question that they're asking in their mind. For example, the woman who asks themselves, well, oh, a woman should have a right over the home body betrays or illustrates the fact that in their mind they're asking, well, abortion is only a question of a woman's body. And it is only whether a woman should have a control over her own body. You see that you immediately understand the perspective of the person. And instead of focusing on, well, what actually is the scientific or the physical status of the woman and the fetus and their relationship, it's only now focused on the woman. And of course, that discussion could tie into questions about that relationship. But you realize that the question takes away the illustration from a certain part and ties the blame or the focus onto something else, making the first discussion, which is very important, diminished, and then it distracts everyone from the correct question, even the person asking the question. So. As a result, I think it's very important, we've illustrated via multiple cases, that asking the correct question is really important when we interact with the world. And I hope that by kind of giving you this illustration or giving you this discussion, you understand how important it is to ask the right question. So, well, now that we've talked about the importance of right asking the right question, 
how do we ask the right question? And this is very difficult because, of course, in common language, it's very easy to ask a very simple question. And for most situations, it does work quite well. For example, go back to the previous example, does God exist? In most situations, it's a very easy, simple question. And there's nothing wrong with asking, does God exist? But the only problem is, is that you have to look at it within the situation. Who are you talking to? Who are you asking the question to? And when you're asking yourself that question, does God exist? What exactly do I mean and what exactly do I want from that question? Because yes, that question can work in certain circumstances. Does a metaphysical entity exist or does a metaphysical being exist? But at the same time, you have to ask yourself, well, when I'm asking that to myself, does God exist? Am I asking myself that question from the perspective of, oh, do I have to, am I talking about just this impersonal third person kind of being? Or am I fo focusing on kind of, well, how does that relate to my life? What am I actually pursuing with that question? And it goes with all this, the other questions that you're asking in your life. And of course, is one plus one equals two? Of course, that's a different type of question. But I hope I've illustrated to you the importance of asking yourself the correct question when we're interacting with the world, such that we don't accidentally lead people on to a certain conclusion which they're not comfortable with, and that we don't trap ourselves in our, our own ideology and then and then lose our focus on the rest of the world or lose our focus on the important issues, part of the discussion, which our question then pushes away. So I hope you've enjoyed this video. If you want me to illustrate or develop anything more in the comments below, feel free to ask me or let me know. I want to make it very clear that in this video, I'm not trying to argue for or against abortion. I just think, or whether God exists or does not exist, but rather I think these are important kind of case studies or examples to use when we're discussing this or these issues, because at the end of the day, these issues are so much more complex than what someone may merely think in the first place, or they are so much more complex than just, oh yes, there's just one set answer or one set question to it. And even when it thinks like when you think it's like that, you must be very wary, especially when you're dealing with um media or mainstream media or people or influencers who clearly have a certain kind of view or a certain kind of agenda. So you have to bear that in mind when you're interacting with the world so you don't get distracted. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you enjoyed this video, make sure to like and subscribe. Really means a lot to me, really helps this channel grow. Stay safe, my friends, and I'll see you in the next one.